0: You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. So we got a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Gronk. Wrong lever! Yeah. 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 I'm in my element like going sun. Figgin' this note that I'm the coldest one. Get hip to me cause I'm Mr. This victory with a frozen gun. Welcome to hey, another episode of The Overflow with MC like Brooks here on GZR way, Pirate, and Pirate and Radio. I am your host, the most incredible, the serial rhyme killer himself, MC Brooks. And if you clicked on this podcast, that means you read the title, and that means you know that it's about time we finally have a conversation about Batwoman, okay? And I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions um, about this. Unlike previous episodes, I actually did not take notes for this. I'm purely going to be speaking off the top of my brain, uh, going from memory, and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I can remember everything that I would like to say. But before we get into this episode, I want to thank you for listening. Um, Make sure you go to our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, where you can find this podcast, earlier episodes of this podcast, as well as a ton of other content by all of our contributors. Make sure you're following us on all social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We even have a Patreon where you can get early access to episodes of other podcasts as well as some exclusive merch. So, you know, if you would like to be part of that, make sure you, uh, you sign up and uh, get early access. Some cool stuff in there. I promise. Now, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, final thing, though. There will be spoilers for Batwoman, so if you have never watched the show or you're not caught up on the, on the show, uh, we're on season two. We've had eight episodes so far, so if you're not caught up, then there will be spoilers. I'm going to be mentioning things from from seasons one and two, so this is your final warning. Unless you don't care, then you know you should probably click off or keep listening. You know, whatever. <laughs> All right. So let, let's 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 uh, let's backtrack a little bit to, to you know because before we can talk about where we are now, we need to first look back at where we came from. Batwoman was first announced. I want to say in 2018, uh, she was a part of the Elseworlds crossover, um, and it was the 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 actor that was cast was Ruby Rose. Now, I have never really been a big fan of Ruby Rose. I haven't seen a ton of stuff that she's in. Um, but the what I did see her in uh was Orange is the New Black and like she was cool in that, but you could tell that she was mainly just kind of like you know, like the pretty face for Pipe you know, for, for Piper to lust over. You know, like whatever, you know. Uh but but that but when she was hired for the for Batwoman, I was like, Okay, well she's got the look. She's got the look. I, I'm I'm not too keen on the, the acting, but you know, she's got the look. And who knows, maybe you know, maybe they can write her in such a way that, you know, her character can be interesting. You know, I liked her cameo in uh in Elseworlds; It was cool. And, you know, it got me excited for the for the T V show. You know, I I consider myself a pretty big Batman fan. I'm a fan of the Bat family. So like I, I'm I like Batwoman. I like Batgirl. I like all of the Robins. I like Batwing. You know, like, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the Batman universe and, and all the characters that that encompasses. And even though I'm not as familiar with Kate Kane as I am with other members of the Bat Family, I was still, like, very happy to get this addition to not only the CW-verse, but a live-action adaptation of a Bat Family member. Like, I, I was very happy to see it, you know, so you can just imagine my disappointment when, Season one of Batwoman happens and it is lackluster is probably the nicest way I can put it. Like it wasn't all bad. I mean you you had characters like Luke and Mary and Alice who were interesting and you know were, you know they were characters you could look forward to seeing every week. Uh, I mean, it wasn't that way about Mary at first, but she kind of grew over the course of season one, and she became a character that you kind of looked forward to. And and uh, Alice was great from the beginning. Luke was great from the beginning, but but Kate was just like the writing itself was bad. But the, the as bad as the writing was, like uh, Ruby Rose's acting. Did nothing for even when they wrote well, because her acting is is not that great, and she just she she couldn't do anything with the good parts that existed in the the early seasons of Batwoman, and and I mean there 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 were a ton of um, interesting decisions made as far as the uh, the 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 uh, the the suit and the the headpiece. And like it just it looked clunky at at times. Uh, some of the fight scenes were just not great. Uh, in fact, I want to say the the best fight scene of season one, of Batwoman, was probably the one where they had uh, these these stunt choreographers um, from Arrow who uh, you know joined over and kind of helped get some of those scenes together and. I don't remember. I want to say it was like maybe episode eleven or twelve or something. It was something. It was post crisis, um, and I've, she was fighting like some creature or something. It like it, it was the best fight sequence we got in season one of Batwoman, right? And all of this was just really disappointing because you can look at shows like Arrow, like Flash, like season four of Supergirl, and perhaps even early seasons of Legends, and and you can see that when these shows are written well they can be very entertaining and they can really get you enamored with these characters and really and really want to like learn more about them really want to see their journey and their progression as you know more seasons come out and i got to say season 1 did not do Kate Kane or really any of the characters any favors there there was just a ton of terrible terrible writing um, terrible CGI when 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 they did it. Terrible stunt choreography, and just it was just a mess. And honestly, post crisis didn't really do anything for it. There was this really weird, you know, uh, Alice and Beth thing for where they're you know ones from an, another Earth and was displaced here, and it it was just it was there were just a lot of decisions that were that were made, and. You know, but my thing is, whenever I watch any type of media, is I, I try to give it a little bit of time to, to to figure out what it's doing. You know, what kind of show do you want to be? What kind of stories are you trying to tell? What kind of journeys do you want to take with these characters? What is your what is your end goal with this? Now, I I say that also understanding that the CW is a is a is a TV network, meaning. These shows have to be formatted for television, uh, which also means that they have to use this kind of antiquated idea of having 20 plus episode seasons. Right. The issue with having TV shows that are going to be that long is if you're going to focus on just one big bad over the course of 20 episodes, then you run the risk of filler because you need to. Do things to make sure that you can stretch the story out for twenty episodes. And while I think that there are ways that you can do it to to make it good, and, and I don't even want to say that all filler is bad, but like the when when you decide to do filler episodes and what type of filler you do can make all the difference between. Having a filler episode that is, you know, like kind of good and like won't piss people off versus one that is like terrible and makes you wonder what like what the hell were the writers thinking? Why is this here? Oh, it's here because they needed to fill space so they can get to 22 episodes. And I think Batwoman really suffered from that in season one because I didn't feel like the stories they were trying to tell needed to be 22 episodes. Batwoman would've worked much better if they could've streamlined it and just made it a 13 to 16 episode season. Kinda of like Black Lightning. Black Lightning is actually a really good example of how to do a grounded superhero show where you, just, you, you have a set of characters that you focus on and you, you keep the focus on these characters. And that's not to say that you can't have other people come in. It's not to mean you can't have reoccurring characters, so on and so forth. But the focus always stays on the, the 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 people you need to stay focused on. And you know, a lot of these shows with these ensemble casts don't really do that that well, especially when you need to stretch a show out for twenty something episodes. So I think Batwoman would have worked with a smaller uh, with a smaller Uh, episode count the problem is hbo max right now i do think there is good things that come from the these these new shows having hbo max deals uh if you if anyone is watching superman and lois and you see the cinematic quality of that show and and how good the special effects are you can tell like wow this is okay this is this is this is hbo money right here if you even look at uh, season one of star girl you can see like this is hbo money right here and honestly it's kind of unfair to see you know these hbo shows uh these hbo max uh Arrowverse shows versus these uh just the, the the original ones that have been on for a couple seasons because it's it's a very glaring very very glaring difference but you know with that being said Batwoman having that HBO Max deal is part of the reason that it got greenlit for all of the extra episodes. If I remember correctly, I believe season one was supposed to only be 13 episodes. And then they, uh, after the first couple episodes, they, they proceeded to make it longer to extend it up to the 22 episode count that other shows like The Flash and Supergirl tend to tend to follow. Um, and, and I don't think that that was a good idea. Uh, considering the story they were they were trying to tell, and I really feel like they could have done that in, in in like thirteen episodes. But there were so many issues with it, with the writing and with the characters and with how with how they were they wanted to tell these stories. That season one just it just wasn't very good. It w- it was not very good, and little did we know that behind the scenes, the lead Ruby Rose uh, was going to be impacting, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it, impacting uh, the crew and castmates and, and pretty much everyone that she worked with while she was there taking on the role. Now, Ruby decided to leave the show in May, a couple months after the show went on hiatus because of the uh, the pandemic that we're, that we're all currently in. Now, when this happened, I was 90% certain that, oh, they would just recast Kate Kane and maybe, you know, you get a new actor in there and you just continue telling the story and, you know, you can hopefully build off a little bit of the momentum you had at the end of season one, which with the exception of the finale, those last couple episodes were, were, were OK. They, they were they weren't terrible. They were OK. They were infinitely better than what we had gotten early in the season. And like I said, I try to give these shows the benefit of the doubt. Like give, you, give them a couple episodes to kind of find their footing and like figure out what it is that they want to do. So when Ruby left the project, it was like, whoa, this is kind of major. This is kind of a big deal. But it could be a good thing if they cast the right actor to replace her in the role of Kate Kane. Little did we know until a couple weeks after that they wanted to do a whole new Batwoman. You know, they they wanted to get a whole new Batwoman and their whole new character to take over the mantle, right? And so for me, like in my mind, I was like, it would be really interesting and kind of cool if they made if they had a black Batwoman, just because it's it's never been done. And as far as I'm concerned, and this is my rule about race swapping characters, that unless a character's race wraith- Race or ethnicity is specifically tied to their origin or their story or their character, then there's no reason that anyone of any race can't play a particular character. So, for example, Bruce Wayne could be Asian, an Asian man could play Bruce Wayne, and there would be like I would have no issue with it because the fact that he's rich. And that his family has money within the world of DC. Like it doesn't matter what his race actually is, you know. And like, miss me with all of this BS that people like to do about you know, Batman needs the police. No, needs to know he's white. Blah 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 blah. Whatever, you know. So versus someone like T'Challa, like you, you can't you you can't have a non-black person play T'Challa. Like it just, it just it cannot work. You can't do that because of his, of his backstory and his character. So if they wanted to recast Kate Kane and make it a black woman, cool. If they wanted to make this new character, a black woman or any, any other, you know, race, then cool. Like I, I was, I was okay. I was on board. Like I was okay with it. And, you know, eventually we, we did find out that they, they hired DC zone, Javicia Leslie to take over uh to take over this new character, Ryan Wilder, which I'm not the biggest fan of that name, but alright, cool. You know what? Awesome. I'm okay with it. Like, whatever. Okay. As long as you can create lore for for Ryan that's interesting and good, go for it, right? And I wanna say, because I followed Javisi on social media, she brought such an energy. To this new character, that it really like I felt really good about Batwoman going into season two, you know, like there was this 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 uh this this uh what's the word I'm looking for, this like just this just this like supreme upbeat. Like energy, these like this good vibe that I got from her, and you could just tell how excited that she was to take on this role. You could tell how excited she was to be joining the Arrowverse, to 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 be a black woman, um, a, a bisexual black woman, you know, taking on the role of this iconic character, and and being the first, you know, there there's something really dope about that, and so like it got my it got my hype up, but in the back of my mind, I had to remind myself, like, hey, the same showrunner and the same people who wrote season one, and were in charge of season one, are also handling season two. So, you know, I need to tamper my expectations about this show, because even though I am very excited based on what I've seen and some of the stuff it seems like they want to do, there is a very real chance. That they could mess this up. And boy was I right. Because. If you go to Google and type in grand mess. A picture of the writers and showrunner of Batwoman should show up. Because a grand mess is the only way to describe season two of batwoman and based on how season one was it's, it's not surprising now i want to start off by saying that javicia and luke and mary and none of the actors are at fault because they can only act the material that they're given and ryan and luke mary and alice I don't have an issue with their with their characters, per se, simply because, you know, they they can only do so much. But season two of Batwoman is essentially this new Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, paying for the sins of Kate Kane. Because one of the, bis- the biggest issues I've had through eight episodes is that. The shadow of Kate Kane has just been hanging over the season and it, it makes it really hard for you to get invested in Javicia and Ryan, AKA Ryan, because so much screen time is going to the character Kate Kane, even without her physically being on screen. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think that they did have to address, you know, like what happened to Kate. But I didn't think that it needed to be this overarching thing for the first half of season two. Because it it makes it really hard for you to continue to develop Javicia when she is uh, paying for the sins of Ruby Rose, a.k.a. Kate Kane. It's, It's hard to root for Ryan because she's paying for the sins of Kate Kane. Literally everything that takes place, everything that has taken place has been because of something with Kate. And there are so many there are so many things that they could have been done better to, to help really establish Ryan and they just didn't do it. Because here's the other thing too. Like I'm okay if you take a couple episodes to like wrap up certain characters and and wrap up certain stories, but like at some point you, you have to move on. And it makes me really sad that through eight, it's taken eight episodes before they're finally going to move on. Except the problem is they're not actually going to move on. Why is that, you ask? Because they just decided to recast Kate Kane for Batwoman. Now, based on everything that I've read... There is a 0% chance that Kate Kane is going to retake, is going to be a lead character as in she's going to put the suit and the mask back on. I don't think that that's going to be the case based on everything that I've read from the CW, from people on the CW, uh, from the, the interview that the showrunner did about the decision to recast. I don't, I don't believe that's going to be the case, right? But the problem is that Kate is coming back and, is, and has an arc over the back half of the season. And it's frustrating because Ryan deserves so much better than what she has been getting with Batwoman. Like when, when stuff has been, when, when there has been good, it's been really good because Javicia is a great actor and the parts of season two that haven't been terrible have been really good. Uh, Javisi has delivered some amazing speeches as Ryan. That episode about the, the missing child um, or, or, or uh, the, the, uh, the, the the woman who was kidnapping children, like, that was a very heavy episode. And even though there, there were, like, some issues with it, it was a powerful episode. And for me, like... It, it, it was supposed to help further establish, you know, Ryan's backstory. Because when you really think about it, you know, Kate Kane is a, is a, is a white woman with money. Ryan Wilder is a poor black woman in Gotham who has experienced an, a, a ton of trauma and tragedy over over the years based on her mother uh, being killed by Alice. Based on her going to jail for something that she didn't do because she was covering for a friend, uh, her her interactions with Sophie and other crows and police officers, like it, you you can do a very grounded story about a grounded hero who's from the streets who really understands the streets. You know, you can you can you can surely make an argument about. Uh, you know, Batman and uh, the the rest of the Bat family not being able to truly connect and understand because many of them come from money, or, or they they have privilege. You know what I'm saying? So you had an opportunity here to really do something interesting with Ryan because I because Batman the Bat family works better when these characters are grounded. You know that's that's really the big appeal for them. They don't have superpowers. They're not from other planets. They're not from other parts of the the universe. They are, you know, they were not not gifted abilities. You know what I'm saying? They deal with the city that they're in and they deal with it as regular people who just want to make a difference in the city that they're in. And so there's a real opportunity here to get a unique perspective from a bisexual poor black woman, aka Ryan Wilder, and her take on how to hero in Gotham. And instead of building up to that, we're getting a bunch of BS about Kate. We're still holding on to Kate from season one. And like I said, I understand that you need to wrap it up. But here's the thing. You have to actually wrap it up. You can look at The Flash. The Flash spent the first three episodes of this season just wrapping up all the stuff from season from last season that they needed to get, get done just so when episode four came around, AKA uh, this past Tuesday's episode, they can move into a new direction. They can, they can start building into the story they want to do for season for, uh, for this current season for season seven, I believe it is right. So like I feel like that's what they really needed to do. Like yes, you want to you want to set up Ryan for sure. You 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 do want to set up Ryan for sure. But what you don't want to do is leave the shadow of Kate Kane hanging over Ryan to where the focus can't even be on Ryan. It's on Kate. And by proxy of that it gets all of these other characters who, who don't really need to be there anymore, and, and it, it keeps them involved in a story that they don't really need to be a part of anymore. A, a ton of these people don't need to really be on this show anymore. However, there are ways that you can craft it. There are ways you can craft this story to, to, so that it makes sense. You know, it doesn't have to be this thing of everybody being connected like they've done so far, but you can build in character moments and you can build in storylines to where it makes sense for certain characters to continue sticking around. You know what I'm saying? Like this whole thing with like if you want, you, you want, you, you could have uh, Jacob really be on a manhunt for this new Batwoman, you know, Putting uh, putting bad woman at odds with the crows. I mean, Ryan doesn't fuck with the crows anyway. So you, you, c- you can build up some obvious tension there. The fact that it's a, it's a it's a black woman who has experience with 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 a particular member of the crows and with police in general, because she, I mean, judging from what's been said in these episodes, uh, Ryan don't fuck with police. Which is, you know, a, a big reason she has my heart. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan Wilder for that. I mean, to be fair, though, Batman don't really fuck with cops either. He fucks with Gordon, but, like, not really police. But that that's all other podcasts right there. Um, You know, like, there, there, you, there, there are ways that you could have... Like, there's no reason for Alice to be there unless... Alice existed unless you kept Alice around for the sole purpose of wanting to kill this new Batwoman for impersonating her sister. Like she knows it's not Kate, but she doesn't she doesn't believe Ryan deserves to wear that suit either. So now she's made it her mission to personally take out Ryan. That would be an interesting way to keep Alice on the show. Like this whole stuff with Ocean and Safiya, like it's it's nonsense. Like The, which, which really gets into the issue, the writing, the writing of the, of this season, just, there's so much stuff that just doesn't make sense. When Sophie ran up on Alice and Ocean, what was the point of letting them go? Like she didn't go there by herself. What was the point of letting them go? You know, that Alice is a mass murderer. You, you, you know, you seemingly had the, the, um, the uh, the portrait you were looking for. There was zero reason to let Alice go, and yet the biggest like a, an issue that's an issue with Alice's character in general is that she just gets away. Like there's there's no like no one who's a hero outside of Ryan seems to understand. Hey, she's a she's a villain. Like yo, take her in, take her out, take her down, something. Like, it just it 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 makes no sense why they decide to why they've decided to make the decisions that they made this whole Sofia mess Sofia is in love with uh you know it, it was in love with uh Beth or or Alice and uh, her like it's just nonsense like you guys couldn't come up with anything other than oh she was just in love with her and was upset because she was in love with someone else like real... Like, so if I had no no bigger motivations, there's there's literally nothing else there. Just out of the blue, ten years after the fact, she's like, "Oh yeah, you know what what I should do now? I should go fuck with Alice because I still feel the pain." No bigger motivations, no nothing. She's like, she's not trying to destroy Gotham. She's not trying to open a portal to the multiverse. She's not trying to do something to like, what the hell, <laughs> like. What are we doing here? What are we doing? I, I, there, there are so many questionable decisions. Crypt, this whole, this kryptonite stuff with Ryan, like, come on, like, come on, come on, like, it, it, it makes no sense. This, uh, this bat suit is impenetrable, except for kryptonite okay and even after finding this it's just i i am so frustrated with this tv show because there's so many ways that they could make it good there's so many ways in which they this show should be so much better than than what it is and yet what we have is what it is and what we have is not good and the showrunner and the writers need to be embarrassed because it hasn't been good and they they have done a disservice spending 8 episodes with Ryan being in the shadow of Kate just to decide that okay we're going to finally pull Ryan and the others out, out of the shadow of Kate just to recast Kate and have her be have a have a story for the back half of the season Why does Ryan have to fight for screen time on a show where she is meant to be the lead character? That should not be the case. That should not be the case. And yet, these are the decisions that get made. And the best thing that could happen for for Batwoman would be for someone else to take over as showrunner. You know? My least two favorites of the seasons of The Flash are the ones that Todd Helbing was was in charge of. And those seasons were terrible. The second Eric Wallace took over for season six, he made a bunch of creative choices. He, he changed the format of the show. And you can just see the brilliance in terms of how these stories were written. The fact that Iris got some of the best material that she has ever had. Which is sad that that's coming after six seasons of being, you know, the lead female character on The Flash. And Eric, because he's a fan of comics and he's a fan of these characters, just breathed, breathed, yeah, I think it's breathed. He he <laughs> he breathed new life into this TV show, and the Flash is back to being an interesting show. Now, is it perfect? No, but it's it's back to being enjoyable. It's back to feeling more like the flash. You know, the 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 type of show that we fell in love with with episodes, with seasons 1 and 2. And so with Batwoman, I would like for a new showrunner and new writers to take over. They they legitimately need to fire everybody in the writers room and just start over. It's just so frustrating because the showrunner promised that she was not going to kill off Kate which is fine. I'm I'm okay with not doing the the kill your gaze trope on TV. Like cool. If you're only recasting Kate to like end to like put an end to her character on Batwoman, you know like you you have her retire because of her the injury she suffered post plane crash. Cool. Awesome. I'm I'm here for it. Awesome. But the 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 problem is The problem is that she's going to have a story arc for the back half of the season. And I'm going to read this quote from from the showrunners, right? From the showrunner, excuse me. Quote, The first half of the season was our characters hoping, learning she might be alive, trying to figure out where she is, and then realizing, oh no, she's dead. That allows them to close the chapter and move on without Kate's shadow dominating every thought that they have. Here's the problem with that. The characters don't know that, that she's alive. But we do. That's a problem. Because she's gonna get focus that is not she's gonna get focus that she doesn't necessarily deserve if you're trying to move on from Kate. We, st- quote, we start episode nine with a very beautiful funeral ceremony for Kate. These characters need to go through their grief. And I'm not saying you grieve in a month, but it allows us to not see everybody crying themselves to sleep in every scene. And it felt like we owed it, our, owed it to our characters to give them a pause. That's fair. That's fair. And, and uh, in this, in this, uh, this episode we got, Ryan expressed certain concerns about her place as Batwoman. You know, should she... Should she find that Kate is still alive? You know, it's, it's a valid concern. And honestly, it, it almost felt like Ryan was speaking for the audience here, which is what's going to happen to Ryan if you do find Kate alive? I mean, logically speaking, Javicia is, you know, she didn't sign on to play Batwoman for eight episodes. So she's the lead character. She's, she's going to be here long term, you know? So, she needs to figure out what kind of Batwoman she's going to be, you know, now that Kate is dead. And I'm interested in seeing that. But the problem is I don't have any faith in the writers. I have zero faith in the writers you craft a story for ryan that's going to be well. That's going to be done well that's really going to allow us to really get to know her character because i don't feel like we've we've done a, a great job of really getting to know ryan wilder through these first eight episodes we know bits and pieces about you know things that happened to her in the past uh you know uh the why she was in prison you know, her relationship to to family and friends. And like, we know little things here, but they they need to keep building on that because there can be a a really good audience that is interested in seeing this show be successful. And because the writers don't seem interested in in tapping into that demographic, we're getting the show that we're getting. Now, the showrunner said that Ryan is going to make a list of of bat rules uh that she will follow so that's interesting okay bat. i mean it's not uncommon for bat family members to have a code that they abide by so awesome i i'm i'm here for that and i'm curious to see uh you know what these rules are but here's the problem here's here's the problem aside like aside from that the problem comes with the the th- with the with fact that Kate is going to have a story in the back half of this season, right? Now, I'm going to quote the showrunner here, Caroline Drees, I think is her name. I'm going to quote her. She says, Kate's journey is complicated, mysterious, and tough. The character was always incredibly complicated, but now there are additional, there are multiple layers to her, um, which made the search for the, uh, the the right actor to step in the role complex. Like okay, and like reading about the the decision to recast her, and, and, and you know, the reading about this decision, uh, the to get a new character to the recasting, because she thought it'd be a clunky transition. Well, guess what? You still had the clunky transition. Guess what else? You still haven't really transitioned because Kate is every bit a part of the show despite the fact that we didn't even meet this new version until episode eight where we realized oh she actually is alive somewhere Okay Okay like I like okay And we get to see this altered version of Kate put through the ringer, But, like, we, we don't need parallel stories on Batwoman. That's not... The problem is not, you know, uh, parallel stories. The, the, we, we've had enough parallel stories through eight episodes. A lot of this stuff with Alice really could have been cut out for stuff that would have helped focus on Ryan. Because Ryan feels like a guest character in her own TV show. And that should not be the case. And it, it it's... It's unfortunate, you know, because the CW has a history of having issues surrounding uh, race and specifically black characters there. Why does why does this show with your black woman lead need to have a parallel story? Who are you appeasing to with this parallel story involving Kate? Are you trying to appease the haters? Listen, fuck the haters the people who hate Batwoman are always going to hate Batwoman. There's literally nothing you can do to appease those people. The people who are fans of Kate Kane, guess what? If you wanted to appease those fans, you probably should have just recast Kate coming into season two. But you didn't do that. No, you wanted to make a new character and you specifically made it a black woman. So if you're, gonna, if you're going to do that, give her this parallel shit. Like We don't, we don't need to worry about Kate. You know, Kate is dead as far as, as as far as our characters know. Kate is dead. Okay. Like, let her. Like, what? Like, we don't need this parallel story. Have Kate come back? You know, do her pleasantries, so on and so forth. Give Ryan her, um, you, you know, her her blessing to take over the mantle because she can't, she can't or doesn't want to do it anymore. And then let co let Kate go off into the sunset. Let her go to Coast City or something. You know. Let her just go be elsewhere. This whole this this like bringing her back is it's it's insulting to your black lead. It is extremely insulting to your black lead to force her to share screen time with a with a recast version of the former lead character. Kate Kane is not the lead of Batwoman anymore. Excuse me. Kate Kane should not be the lead of Batwoman anymore. And and frankly, I'm not terribly surprised that the CW is doing this bullshit with a black woman lead. It doesn't surprise me. It's very disappointing because for the CW to to keep uh touting that they want to, you know, encourage diversity and they want to promote diversity and you know all this and all of that they want to be inclusive and all of that like awesome good for you but you know how you know you know how you can do that by by not shortchanging your black lead who you just hired less than a year ago not not shortchanging your black lead and forcing her to share screen time with white characters who are not the lead characters i love alice as a character she's she's a dope villain but guess what I don't need I don't need all the screen time Alice is getting. She can be in these episodes, sure, but Ryan needs to be the focus of these episodes. Ryan needs to be the focus. You know, Ryan, Luke, Mary, you know that 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 bat team, that needs to be the focus. I have zero expectations about the show going forward. And let me be clear here, I don't hate Batwoman. I don't. I do not hate the show. There have been some some good moments. I think I think Javicia looks good in the suit. I I like the hair. Like I, I like everything about how this Batwoman looks. I they, I like a lot about the Ryan Wilder character. She is interesting. There are interesting stories that you can tell from her perspective, as far as what does heroism look like in Gotham. With a black woman taking over this role. And yet the the, the the writers are not interested in doing that. The showrunner is not interested in doing that. And I shouldn't be surprised because CW writing can be very hit or miss. And the fact that they, did, they didn't change any writers or anything between the seasons is like, okay. You did that. But this show needs to step it up. Like hands down. This show needs to step up. It's, it, it's, it's so insulting. Ryan Wilder deserves so much better than what the writers have, have given her. She deserves so much better than what the showrunners decided to do with the show so far. So I'm going to watch the back half of the season. And, you know, hope that it gets better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope. I I don't have faith that it will. But I'm going to hope that it does. Because I like Javisi Leslie. I think Ryan Wilds is an interesting character. I like Luke and Mary. I, I like Alice. But like, you know, Julia Pennyworth, whatever. Ocean, whatever. Safiya, whatever. Um, I mean, you can. There, there's a way you can find Sophie. You can bring Sophie back around. I mean, and actually that, that reminds me of something too. I really want Ryan to get to have a black love interest. I want her to have a black love interest. I want Ryan Wilder to have a black love interest. And the CW is allergic to to have, to, to letting black people date each other with the exception of Black Lightning. They are allergic to having black people date each other. So, I'm like I have my fingers crossed that perhaps perhaps Ryan can have a love interest who is black. I would I would love to see her have a black woman interest. There there that is that is a romance type that is underrepresented on television. It's a demographic that's missing. And so please, please, please get rid of this nonsense with like her former friend and give give her a black love interest. It's 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 the least you can do. We would love to see it. We would legitimately love to see it. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for me. I have gone nearly 45 minutes talking about this, and we just deserve better. This show can be so much better than what we've gotten so far. And we we, we don't do ourselves any justice by pretending that it's better than it, than it is. And the last thing I'll say is to the haters of Batwoman. Like, if you hate the show, don't watch it. You know what I'm saying? Don't watch the show. I know that there are mad YouTubers getting their content up because they are making their hate-watching this show every week. Like, I'm not hate-watching it. I'm very critical of the show because I want it to be good. And I think that theres is, there, there is a good story in Batwoman. There are good stories in Batwoman. There are interesting stories in Batwoman. They haven't been done yet. But I'm not I'm not watching this show for the sole purpose of shitting on it every week. Let me be clear about that. So, like, just go watch something else if you are that distraught about Batwoman, about Black Batwoman, that you're talking about ratings. Guess what? CW don't care about ratings. If they cared about ratings, a lot of TV shows would not be on air right now. But guess what? They don't care about ratings. Like, the ratings legit, legitimately don't matter. So, yeah, I think I've said all I've got to say about this. I hope, I hope the back half of the season is good. I hope Javicia, you know, gets some good material. I hope Luke Mary gets gets some good material. Um, I hope that we, you know, truly move on from this Kate business. I hope that whatever this parallel story doesn't take up too much screen time because honestly, we we don't deserve that. We don't want that. We want to move on from Kate and we want to let Ryan shine. There's a lot of untapped potential with the show. And if the writers and showrunners are smart, they would fire themselves, let some black people come in and take over the show and like allow them to tell interesting stories with these characters. It's all we want, all right? So with that being said, I'm done here. Make sure you go to greatgeekrefuge.com to check out this podcast, earlier episodes of my podcast, and all of the other content that we have there. Again, make sure you are following us on all social media, Great Geek Refuge, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so on and so forth. So I will happily catch you all on the flip side. Peace out. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) Yeah, boy.